Your health is made up of the hundreds of decisions you make daily that can be overwhelming at times. So each week, we will do a checkup on various well-being topics to give you a fresh perspective to feeling your best. We'll also share our own personal health journeys, what's worked, what hasn't, and the lessons learned along the way. We want this to be a resource where you can learn to become your own best health advocate and embrace that you are beautifully and wonderfully made well. Mel. Meg. Hey, hey, hey. All right, let's do it today. Today we are talking about food alternatives. This topic is near and dear to my heart because a few years ago I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder in the gut and I spent time with a GI doctor and what I found about the process to be really interesting was the gastroenterologist said this wasn't related at all to the food that I was putting in my body, which just immediately sounded off because how can I be having problems in my gut? And food not affect it? Yes. Yeah. So um, I did some more research and I found out that actually a lot of doctors, uh, GI doctors included, don't take many courses on nutrition. Actually, I've heard doctors in general only take, I think it's one class on anything dietary related. That's crazy to me. Out of all of medical school. So as I, you know, started to research more and look into the functional medicine route and how the food that we eat affects our bodies, I was able to gain a better understanding of not only our gut, but our brain connection to the gut through the vagus nerve and how a lot of our issues in the gut um, or in the brain could stem in fact, from the gut. What they're finding is um, anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. Studies recently show that the imbalance in the gut is actually causing the imbalance in the brain. And so the food that we eat is so important um, in determining our mind and our body and how we function. Yeah, definitely. And on my side of things, the reason I started paying attention to different foods that I was having is Well, a few different reasons, but one of them, my side started aching, and it just started aching maybe on occasion, and then it became a couple times a week, and it became to the point where I was sitting, leaning over sideways at my desk just to give me some sort of relief. So finally, I went to the doctor. I probably waited way too long, but I decided to go to the doctor, and of course, they're asking me all these questions, they're pressing around in my stomach, and they thought I had appendicitis. So I go get a scan. I don't have anything going on. In, <laughs> I don't have appendicitis. So, so they say. <laughs> so I was talking to a different doctor, actually my chiropractor, and he was like, well, what if you just had maybe some food-related things? Let's do a food intolerance test. And I found out things that I that are generally considered healthy, um, that I was intolerant to. So I have, I can't say I'm a hundred percent, but I am probably about 95% cut those out. And it is rare that I experience any sort of pain in my side. And 
I will tell you, yesterday I was over at a friend's house. I wasn't thinking. He's like, hey, do you want this pancake? I forgot he put an egg in there, which I'm intolerant to. He put milk in there, of course, mixed it up. I literally, like the size of the pancake was super small. I ate half like of it. Like the size of your palm. Yeah, like the size of my palm. And I ate half of it. And halfway through, I thought, oh my gosh, he put eggs and he put milk in this. And... Last night, my side hurt. So last week, we talked a little bit about mindfulness. Well, our whole episode was on mindfulness. And I mentioned briefly how our body gives us different signs and we ignore them. And certain things affect me immediately. Or I can, like, I ate that pancake yesterday, my side hurt. And again, it was so small. But I think if we're mindful of how these things affect us, then we can eliminate them and feel better. Absolutely. And that's where a food journal might come in is if you don't have something blaring that's like right in your face, I feel this ache and pain, but you feel a little like sluggish. If you keep a food journal, you'll be better able to identify where the foods are that you need to cut out, or you can go the route that we took and take a food insensitivity test. Food insensitivity tests, they can be a little bit pricey, but I think they're hundred percent worth it. I did mine first and I got tested for about 150 foods and really it was just a blood draw. It was really quick. And, uh, I encouraged you to get a food insensitivity test because sometimes you're just guessing at what you're intolerant to, and these will help you narrow it down real quick. So I was glad that I told you to go do that. So I think a lot of the food that we eat, um, it can cause a lot of inflammation in our body, and a lot of diseases just come from inflammation, and sometimes we need to reframe our mind around inflammation. Really, that's just your body's po- process of fighting things that harm it. So whether yeah, it's, it's an a, injury, a version of protecting yourself, it is. It's definitely that. So it's an attempt at your body to heal. It's an attempt for your body to heal itself, basically. So like I said, maybe you have an injury. Maybe there's toxins in your body. We're actually going to talk about different toxins next week. And um, maybe there's an infection going on. So you have inflammation. And uh, a lot of chronic conditions come from just some inflammation in the body. So we wanted to give you guys some different food ideas today. We're actually going to focus on breakfast In particular, we felt like if we gave you a big rundown, things would just get blurred and whatnot. So we thought we'd focus on breakfast today. But no, you can use a lot of different, uh, a a lot of these products differently throughout the day. And for me, breakfast was one of the most difficult changes that I had to make. I'm allergic to um, eggs. I'm allergic to dairy. Both of us are for both of those. Yeah, and gluten. And so if you cut out those three, I mean, your breakfast, in the traditional sense, your breakfast really starts to dwindle down. But since then, we've made some shifts that have allowed us to enjoy the fuel that starts our day. Um, Some of the things that you might want to look for initially when putting together your breakfasts are things like um, minimal ingredients, finding items that you're familiar with. If you have to look it up, chances are it's not a product that you should be eating. Um, Maybe on that one, but but generally if I don't know what it is, I a lot of times just look for something that I knew know what it is. The words in this ingredient list can be super long, like 10 letters. You don't even know what they're saying. 
So one of the other, breakfast can be end up being very sugary or it, you can be eating something that the way your body processes that, like a carbohydrate, will turn into sugar. So when I was doing, when I do health coaching, what I do with people when we're talking about ingredients lists is, and sugar is to look for words that end in O-S-E, O-S, glucose, sucrose, fructose, all of those things equal sugar. So if you are uncertain of what something is, I find that to be a very common um, gap in knowledge, I guess. It, just look for O-S-E and see what type of yeah. sugar that is. And it's not common knowledge, right? I mean, many of us aren't going to know what these long multiple syllable yeah. words are that are in our food. And unfortunately, a common breakfast is cereal and fruit. And that mm -hmm. cereal is loaded Pastry. with- Pastry. Yep. All of that stuff is loaded with sugar, which actually does not help you fuel your body through throughout the day and will cause a crash. So one of my favorite um, breakfast alternatives is coconut pancakes. And I'll also talk a little bit about carrot cake. At the end of the show, um, we'll add these into the show notes, so be sure to check out the recipes there. But the coconut pancakes are absolutely delicious. Um, there's only like six ingredients in there, uh, and one of them is eggs. So what do I do for the egg replacement? Yeah, you gave me this one. Bob's Red Mill Egg Replacement. So good. Um, it's in the three to four dollar range. Comes in a powder form. Mm -hmm. And one of the keys with this item is you have to mix it properly before you add it to the other your ones. recipes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I made the mistake and the pancakes turned out not good. So you have to blend it really well. They were a little soggy. So the first step is I think it's a two to one ratio and you just mix it up real good um, before adding it into your other ingredients. Uh, another ingredient in both of these items, the coconut pancakes and the carrot cake, is sweetener. And what I've found to be the case, at least for myself, in cutting out a lot of the sugars in my diet um, elsewhere, I don't need quite as much sugar as many recipes recommend to taste the sweetness. Yes, 100%. I find like when I used to eat sweet things, you know, I could just keep eating them. Now, I think, oh my gosh, that is so sweet. Like, and it makes my stomach hurt almost <laughs> yeah. because if I end up having something that I don't normally have just because I've cut it out, our body will become accustomed to different flavors mm -hmm. and you can retrain yourself to yeah. and have something that's not as sugary. Exactly. It might take a few weeks, but it's definitely worth it in the long run as sugar plays into that inflammation in an unnecessary way. So I was looking up, I was trying to help you and I was looking up an alternative and I thought, what about date syrup? I saw it. And so we bought two different date syrups. Oh, One you date bought. date syrup is so good. I love the just date syrup. Yeah. And then I bought this one called the date lady. I will tell you any type of syrups that you buy, whether it's honey or this date syrup, or if it's maple syrup, they're going to be a little pricier than something like log cabin. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but just know, a little bit goes a long exactly. way. Exactly. I've had that date syrup for, what did I buy it, maybe two months ago at this point? Yeah. And I'm not even halfway through it. I've had pancakes several times. Uh, 
like you said, a little bit just goes a long way. Absolutely. And another good uh, sweetener alternative is honey. And we just recommend that you find a local honey that will also help you sort of decrease your um, allergies Mm -hmm. because the local honey and the bees and all that stuff, we can get into that on a different time. But honey is a great alternative for sweetener. Date syrup. Um, just be sure to check out and play around with what's right for you. Everyone's body responds differently. Sure. And again, if you had, if you've decided to get a food intolerance test, you'll know what works for you. Some of these things we mentioned might not work for you. You have, you can have oats and I can't have oats. So there's a lot of different things that we might mention that maybe either of us can't one or the other can't have and maybe you can't have either based upon what your intolerance test says or you just already know that doesn't sit well with you absolutely and then for the replacement instead of flour for a lot of these pancakes or carrot cake meals Mm -hmm. I love coconut flour I I use a lot of coconut flour. It's just the one that responds best to my body. Um, I use almond flour as well, cassava, tapioca, starch. I love tapioca starch if I'm trying to make something cheesy, like yeah. uh, a that cheesy was actually scone. Really good. Yeah, and cheesy scones with tapioca starch, a, a, a nice trick. Bob's Red Mill makes... Bob's Red Mill, we're going to probably mention a lot because they make a lot of of these alternative flowers and I feel like they're usually at a gen- at a good price but also you can check your store brand I know we have Trader Joe's and you said the almond flour there was cheaper than Bob's yep, Red Mill absolutely and it actually it comes in a pretty big pack there. yeah I think it's around the five dollar range um the coconut flour I believe is cheaper than the almond flour too at Trader Joe's um I, I don't think Trader Joe's has the coconut flour no, I think I've just seen almond there, and I yeah. don't know about the other. But um, at places like Whole Foods or your local stores. Don't feel like you have to go to Whole Foods or a place like it. I know in Texas, we went to something called Central Market. Maybe you look at HEB if you're in Texas it's for some of my friends there. Maybe you're in West Virginia or East Coast, and they you have Kroger. You know, check all, I feel like all stores now. Harris Teeter. They have some sort of alternative because a lot of people are gluten intolerant. So So maybe you don't have Bob's Red Mill, but you have the store brand. You know, you you do what you can do. Check out what's right for you. So the next breakfast item, one of my favorites. Turkey bacon. Mm. Okay, I go through some turkey bacon. (laughs) It's just so good. I mean, it's a good alternative. Um... You know, it's going to be less greasy. Mm-hmm. You're not frying it because it's not just sitting in its grease oil. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I would encourage you guys, again, to look at, since we've talked about sugars a little bit today and some healthy alternatives for sugar, but bacon, actually, oh, they put sugar in it. So there's two brands that I normally buy. One is called Wilshire Farm or Wellshire Farms, and the other is Applegate. So Applegate has some pretty good products. Um, That might be one that's more nationwide. This other brand, the Wellshire, um, I usually just, you can order it on Amazon Prime, or sorry, if you have local grocery delivery, if you get it through Amazon, that's an option. Whole Foods, I've seen it there. You might just look and see 
I know Trader Joe's, they don't have a turkey bacon that is sugar-free. Oh, I think they do now. Oh, they do? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. It's just in a different section. Oh, I'll look then. Yeah, it's over by their eggs. If you can't find anything, choose something that's low, low, low sugar. Yeah, and I, I what I've found is a lot of these food sections, I mean, they have so many different options to purchase. Typically, grocery stores have at least one, one no sugar added turkey bacon. At least one, I would agree. Generally. <laughs> so, the next one is yogurt. Yogurt. That's a big breakfast item. And I always would hear when I was doing coaching back to back sessions, um, I feel like this was a big one that was brought up. A lot of yogurts can be. Uh, very high in sugar, especially if you have a fruit compote. Mm -hmm. So there's a few things around that. One, maybe you add your own fruit because fruit compotes are full of sugar. And also... Um, the dairy in the sugar, right? The, the dairy, dairy helps to actually works to increase brain fog, which decreases our focus and our energy level and causes an increased inflammation, which yep. makes our body work harder than it needs to to process this food. Yeah. So um, it also, I don't know, I know this used to happen to me. I would have a coffee in the morning, and that was, I didn't have a ton of dairy, but I had some when I, before my test. And when I would drink it, I would get mucus, like a ton of mucus buildup. I could feel drainage down the mm. back of my throat. And I don't know if that, I, I don't know if that happens to you guys, but, um, if you are, if you feel that I would start, start with eliminating dairy in your diet it might help with reducing some mucus. Yeah. And we'll talk a, a little bit more about the milks in just a second, but on the yogurt topic, we love Forger. Forger. Yep. It's a, they have a coconut milk version and a cashew milk version of their um, yogurt. And it's so good, especially as a sour cream. I literally yeah. could not tell the difference. They also have a sour cream brand, but the- Just get the yogurt. The yogurt is cheaper. And you can eat it for two different things. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people do that with Greek yogurt, but you can do it with this yogurt too. I've used it on tacos. I know we're talking about breakfast, but yeah, definitely as a sour well, cream. breakfast tacos. Yeah, if you wanted some breakfast tacos, you could do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about milk a little bit. I do want to try to give you guys, we're trying to give you some brands, but I also want to give you, highlight a few little things. There is, I want you to start looking at your nutrition labels because there's a lot of things in milks uh, or even milk alternatives mm -hmm. that they they throw in there for a few different reasons and one of them is carrageenan it's kind of a long word but it's carrageenan and really it's just a food additive and a lot of times they use it as a stabilizer in foods if you you will start noticing that if you are good at looking at your nutrition labels you will start seeing that term in a lot of food alternatives especially milks so um, it might cause bloating, inflammation problems. We already talked about inflammation and how that can lead to uh, some disease and things along those lines. But um, it's also been linked to some cancers. Ulcers. Um, IBS, rheumatoid arthritis. Yep. So definitely something that you want to avoid. In fact, many alternative brands are now saying no. No. They'll say it on the label. Like, if you see gluten-free on everything, you're going to start seeing probably this on everything. No 
carrageenan. No carrageenan. <laughs> so it's a hard word to pronounce, but once you once you see it once, you'll be able to recognize it. Um, some good mul- milk alternatives are we love our 365 unsweetened yep. vanilla almond milk, unsweetened coconut milk 365 brand. They also have an oat milk brand. Um, it's definitely something you want to ask your barista about if you're um, if you're a regular at a coffee shop. Yep. Because a lot of those milks do have added sugar, mm-hmm. and so if you're gonna stay with a milk, then just try to find the one with the least amount of yeah sugar. and there's plenty out there that do not have this carrageenan in it so you might just have to if you pick up one pick up the next chances are it probably doesn't have it another so, another good brand is the silk brand um they have uh, just make sure you're looking for the unsweetened yeah you have to be careful so if one product that we mentioned maybe the unsweetened doesn't have it but maybe you get vanilla and it might have it in it so just check from product yep. to product, what it is. So we're kind of giving you some brands that we have found that do not have them, but you have to still be careful within the brand on what you're choosing. Exactly. Let's talk about Power Bars. Okay, this is one that I might want to cover at another time. <laughs> so I'll just mention, I get one of the main ones, I mean, that I've I'm going to include this in the power bar, but I'm putting air quotes around that because it is not a power bar. It's like dessert. Nature Valley, everybody loves that one. It crumbles (laughs) everywhere. Everybody chooses it. So much sugar. You have to really look. When I go to the grocery store, there's literally an entire wall of these nutritional bars. Nutritional bars. That aren't very nutritious. Yeah. So what what other things do you like to look for in the... Um, I do look for fiber content and actual protein because some of them list themselves as protein bar and you're getting such minimal protein for what it is. You could eat something else like maybe um, your date bars that you, yeah. or date balls, bars, ball. balls. I put them into balls. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, for me, I just avoid power bar, bars altogether. Um, I find it, I found it really hard to find an actual alternative brand or a brand that doesn't have loaded sugars. So I make date balls out of dates, almond butter, cashews. Sometimes I throw some walnuts in, cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I put it in a food processor and blend it up and then um, just really mold good. it into little balls. I and think it's been a great, not only breakfast, but like snack yeah, to, yeah. or dessert even. Yeah, so something a little bit healthier. It does take a little bit. Actually, it doesn't take that much time to put into a blender and make a little batch of it probably those. takes 10 minutes total okay awesome we'll put the recipe in there for you guys in the notes of our our podcast notes absolutely and then nuts are a good grab and go instead of a power bar mm-hmm. um just find a nut that's right for you sometimes people can't handle large portions of nuts so just be careful um how much you're eating i really like um almond butter uh, pecan butter is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I've eaten sunflower butter as well, just the ground up version of the nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do purchase them, I just make sure to look for no sugar added. Yep. Okay. Just make sure it's really just ground almonds, ground sunflower. You can't always seeds. look at the front label either. You have to literally turn it over and look in the ingredients list because... Like that one sunflower butter, it has powdered sugar in it. Yeah. So it doesn't say that on the front. It does. They they they're trying to sneak it in there. Sneaking it in. 
And then one more thing for breakfast. This really isn't, we're not going to give you any products on this. It's just a thought. Avocados, that's something that I eat a lot for breakfast. And I eat it because mm-hmm. it's a good, healthy fat. It actually ties me over for a little bit. And um, it's just something that's a good alternative. It's obviously not going to be... It's a, a good addition to any meal, right? I have it with my I chicken. So. I can do it with <laughs> pretty much everything. And breakfast is one of those things. Yeah, with some turkey bacon. That is a very common mm. one for me. Like right now, a, a common breakfast for me is avocado, I'll do in-season berries. Mm -hmm. So right now it's strawberries in North Carolina. And the reason in-season fruit is good is because not only is it a little bit more cost-effective typically, but also it spends less time from farm to table. And so the amount of flavor and nutrition value is much higher than fruit that is out of season. Yeah. So, and then my third thing on my plate is turkey bacon a lot lately. So that's a pretty typical breakfast for me. Mm, you're making me hungry i know i could go eat it now for lunch (laughs) (laughs) um did you have anything else you wanted to add for breakfast ideas you know i would say just make sure that you find a good rotation that works for you if you are eating the same thing every day you're gonna get cereal toast sick of it yeah i mean i don't get sick of cereal generally when i was eating it i really liked it but you guys need to probably mix it up if i learned anything from working with literally thousands of people and doing health coaching it's a a lot of you guys eat the same thing over and over and over and it's good to mix it up especially for breakfast there's no variety yeah and the and one of the reasons like uh, gut wise why it's good to mix it up is because if we eat the same thing over and over again we actually can build up an intolerance to it so you don't want to not be able to eat your mm-hmm. favorite foods and so in order to build up a good micro balance mm-hmm. in your gut we need to have a, a sense of variety in what we're eating mm-hmm. and so I typically try to rotate like every three days eating something different um Actually, I'll throw, in a bonus. I'll throw in a bonus. What, what's the bonus? Since you mentioned breakfast tacos, this mm. is a good one. So a lot of times we're getting a lot of grain in our diet, and a lot of times it's not whole grain. It's something that's enriched or super processed. Yeah. And then if you do eat a whole grain, it's wheat-related. So a good alternative for breakfast tacos, and these are maybe something you can even, like, roll up in maybe some wax paper or something, throw mm-hmm. in the freezer, reheat real quick before you run out the door, but... Uh, I know you and I, we like um, Siete brand tortillas. Yep. We either do cassava or almond. I think they have some other options. Yes, they do. alternative flowers for tortillas, but we like those for sure. And 365 actually has a brand that's $2, $2 cheaper. cheaper. So if you have a Whole Foods <laughs> around, go the 365 brand for $2 cheaper. So that... And then um, you some can, spinach, spinach, turkey, bacon. Actually, that's a really common one I have often. I'll make a little breakfast taco. I like some ground turkey in there. Um, you can throw any vegetable on there. You mm. know, we can't do egg, but you guys could do egg if you're not intolerant to it. Mm-hmm. And these are really easy way to get in some vegetables. Some especially. cilantro, some tomato. Yeah. Maybe make a batch of them. Absolutely. I think that's key for me, too. On Sunday, I actually make my um, (laughs) carrot cake and I make my uh, coconut pancakes on Saturday. Yep. Just so that I have a batch to take me through the week and then I make it again on the weekends. Yep. Then you don't get overwhelmed and, you know, run out the door, not eat breakfast or Mm -hmm. 
run out the door and think, oh, I'll stop, and then you get something that's not great for you. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Hopefully that was helpful to you guys. And actually, if you guys have any breakfast ideas, we comment on our Instagram. Yes. Let us know. Let us know. We're always looking for new things. Exactly. Actually, we went to the store one time, and we walked (laughs) around for an hour. I think it was more than an hour. I think we literally spent two hours. Typically, I'm the type of person that I arrange my grocery list based on where I need to go in the store, and I want to get in and out. But we went to the store, and we spent two hours, and we looked at, like, each section. We looked at all the We literally went through all the sections. We'll post a picture about it. Yeah. She was looking at one section way longer than me. You'll see it on my face. (laughs) (laughs) So today we talked about breakfast ideas, and again, hopefully that helped you guys. Next week, we are going to talk about different products that we use on our bodies and try to give you a few ideas around maybe what's a better option for you than what you typically see. When you go into stores, what's eye level is typically what's been paid for in regards to mm-hmm. marketing. It's what you see first. So, we're And gonna- a lot of that stuff has high toxins, which, again, increases the inflammation in our body. So just a different way to mm-hmm. um, help our body uh, process at its optimal yeah. level. Women use, on average, 12 different products a day. And... they put them on before they even leave the house like Mm -hmm. they put on mascara uh, moisturizer um, perfume perfume I mean tons of products and it's actually found that women on average experience autoimmune disorders which are linked to inflammation Mm -hmm. much more than men and this is one of the possible reasons but so when we look at the product like like things like deodorant and that kind of stuff I don't wear deodorant you don't wear deodorant no. I knew this about you. I, I mean, just, on like, occasion. I thought that was something we kept private. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've had the same deodorant stick for probably like a year and a half or two. And it it finally, like I used the end of it the other day. It fell out of the container. So I thought, well, maybe I should go buy my next two-year supply. So we'll talk about that. Too. Yeah, talk about training your body, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. just what your body is used to. I used to use antiperspirant. I don't use that anymore. Mm-hmm. So we'll get it more into Shampoo, it. conditioner. Mm-hmm. Some people use that every day. Mm-hmm. I don't. You guys are going to start thinking. We're dirty. I got some hygiene <laughs> problems. I don't. I'm good. I promise. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for joining. Hope that you found some value out of that. And we look forward to seeing you again in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you found this helpful. To connect or receive the podcast notes, you can contact us via email at hello at themadewellshow.com or on Facebook and Instagram at The Madewell Show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, so you know when the latest episode is out. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to leave us a review and share with a friend so they can easily find us. And remember that they are beautifully and wonderfully made well.